0: Hello, I'm Kim Lynch and welcome to Cast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you latest insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. In this current episode, we're going to focus on nutrition, specifically ration quality used during late pregnancy. We're joined again by Dr. Tim Keady, who'll discuss some key aspects of ration formulation, why it's important to use quality ingredients and what impact them ingredients can have on overall performance, specifically why the type of protein that's fed has a big bearing on performance during late pregnancy. I'm joined here by Dr Tim Keady. Tim, thanks for coming back to us. Uh, you're welcome. Tim, late pregnancy nutrition, we're in the stage of the year now, has been very relevant. You've mentioned previously, and many of us know, it's the cornerstone of a lot of the production we achieve for the rest of the year.
1: That's quite correct, Kieran. Uh, what you do in the, late, the final six weeks of pregnancy will impact on performance both at the time of lambing, the amount of labour requirement, the ease of lambing but also on new productivity and performance right up till the point of slaughter um, like There's many aspects of that I could talk to you about but one in particular that's relevant at the moment
0: the ration we're using during late pregnancy it's important we get that right it's probably an area we shouldn't scrimp on what are the kind of key specs you're looking for key ingredients you're looking for in them rations?
1: Well, the key issue when you're purchasing a ration is not to look at the price. While price is important, it shouldn't be the sole determinant of what ration you buy. You should look at what are the ingredients sources, what are the source of ingredients within your ration? When I'm talking about different ingredients, we're talking about energy sources, protein sources, and fiber sources. For energy sources, the best energy sources you can get in a ration for feeding to sheep or cattle is energy, and it has a value economically about 20 it has a value of about 20% greater than that of barley on an ME basis or on a feed basis. Barley is a super feed also for feeding to sheep, and some people put in low levels of wheat, but it is not as good for sheep as it is from barley. In terms of fibre sources, you're looking at the bee pulps if they're value for money, or citrus pulp. But this year, soya holds is a, in a relative value. Relative terms is value for money, and it's going into most rations for sheep and beef cattle. And protein, uh, when you're looking at protein, the, the ideal one is soya bean, followed by rapeseed and possibly distillers and corn gluten.
0: So just look from from a requirement point of view it does
1: change quite a lot in the final few weeks so just maybe energy first it does yeah, uh, the requirement if we look at the yolk, there's major changes occurring in the yolk during the last 6 weeks of pregnancy because when she's pregnant you're getting an increase in fetal size and in the last 6 weeks of pregnancy lamb birth the weight of the lambs will, will increase by approximately 70% uh, also she has to prepare for lactation, she has to build up a reservoir of colostrum so that it is there when the lambs are born Uh evidence would clearly show that the energy requirement increases for twin bearing yews during the last six weeks of pregnancy increases by approximately 60% while the protein requirements increases by approximately 40%. Therefore when you're feeding the ewe, yo, you have to match your dietary management to the requirements of the ewe yo, and you have to take into consideration that in late pregnancy when demand is at its highest she will not be able to have high intakes to meet them requirements.
0: So. Look, a lot of you familiar with the series are <clears> putting <throat> a lot of energy source and are included in many rations. You mentioned the source of protein there. I know you've done work previously here on it. Look, we talk about protein in crude terms in a lot of cases but the type of protein we're feeding has an impact as well. Maybe you'll tease that out a bit more for us. Yeah,
1: p- type of protein is important, but I think I should start by saying that when you're forming late in a ration for feeding TOs in late pregnancy, the target should be at least nineteen, approximately 19% crude protein, and that's what we feed here at Athenry. When we're talking about 19% crude protein, the reason we say it is that a lot of silage is being produced on sheep farms and dry stock farms or being produced from swords that got low levels of nitrogen fertilizer application or are being cut at a mature stage of growth. Both of which have a negative impact on forage, quali- forage feed value and forage crude protein content. Therefore, we're feeding nineteen percent protein to compensate for poor quality silages on many sheep farms. And when I'm talking about poor quality, I'm not necessarily talking about digestibility, but I'm talking about a lot of silages having crude protein concentrations as low as eight percent and a lot of ammonia being as high as eleven percent.
0: But that figure nineteen—that's not telling the full story in terms of no, it's not.
1: Nineteen percent uh, is important, but the source or where it comes from is is it far more important. The 19% per se, we've undertaken studies here, at and where we looked at different uh, rations where they have different sources of protein but formulated to 19%. For example, in one study we've looked at a lot of the protein coming from soybean, and in a similar and another ration we had a lot of protein coming from the byproducts, and they would be good byproducts such as rapeseed meal, distillers, and a bit of corn gluten. Both rations had the same protein and the same energy concentration, yet. When we did feed it to pregnant ewes, the pregnant ewes uh, analyzed them totally different. For example, the ewes that received the ration that contained the soybean produced lambs that were 0.3 kilos heavier at birth, were one kilo heavier at weaning. And the cost of that ration, by including the ration, by including the uh, soybean was approximately 60 cents per head per year, per per, per yo extra during that final six weeks. Uh, we we noticed uh, from previous studies, if we want to put an extra one kilo of live weight onto lambs post weaning, they would require six kilos of creep feed per lamb. And for twin bearing ewes, that's 12, euro, that's 12 kilos, which is equivalent to €3.50. In other words, feeding the next a better quality ration during late pregnancy had the same effect. Uh, On lamb performance as feed uh, to the value of about 350 as feeding extra concentrate. So,
0: just for those tuning in, the difference in feeding the soya versus rapeseed. Both had the same crude protein. What was the difference in the ingredients?
1: Uh, both had the same crude protein, but it is to do with where the protein sources are digested within the animal. Uh, some protein sources, for example, urea, will be digested very rapidly within the rumen, and they can be excreted in the urine, whereas other sources will bypass the rumen and is digested further down the, u- the digestive tract. So, for example, soybean has a better source of protein. It has got a higher level of DUP. That means it bypasses digestion. A lot of it bypasses digestion within the... U- uh, rumen, it has a higher digestible undegradable protein or DUP. And that is why you're getting a better response.
0: OK, um, look, there's another practice if for a lot of farmers that maybe are feeding an inferior ration, someone will feed a lower spec ration earlier on. What's your views on that?
1: Uh, I don't I believe that most flocks in Ireland I think the average flock size is seventy eight to eighty o s then if I when buying rations or I'm formulating rations for farmers, we just formulate one ration. You must remember that a lot, so while some people as you alluded to will have we'll say a low protein ration for the first two or three for the weeks five to six out from lambing, and increase the protein closer to lambing. If you take a situation where when you formulate if you were to formulate a ration with a 14% protein and a 19% protein, the cost will be approximately 20 euros per tonne. However, mm-hmm. if you've got a 100-Jew flock, when you're feeding V kilo per yo per day, for a 100-Jew flock, a tonne will actually last you 50 days. If you're feeding, Pint four of a kilo per year per day. A tonne of ration will actually la- last you 50 days. Will actually will last you 50 days. Consequently, there's little or no saving to be made. The saving is approximately pint one or pint two, pint one or pint two cents per year per day by feeding a low protein ration relative to a high protein ration. And I think it's important as well that. When If yours are on medium feed value grass silage, then putting in a small bit extra protein six to seven weeks out from mammy will have no disadvantage whatsoever and probably will have an advantageous effect. Protein, we know from other studies, has been shown to increase uh, forage intake. And what you want to do at that late stage of pregnancy is to increase uh, energy intake, protein intake, and putting a bit extra protein into the ration will increase silage intake also.
0: It's probably a point of me. His- the bulk of the
1: ration really is only going in in them final weeks at the higher feed rate. That's right, yeah, because normally we step feed here, so we would start, if, we, if with our objective for twins, we want to get approximately 20 kilos of ration into the US prior to lemon. We would start at about 0.3 kilos per yo per day. We'd be stepping it up to maybe 0.4, uh, 0.5 or 0.6, and the max we'd be coming to would be 0.9 or 1 kilo per per yo per day during the uh, last, uh, w- la- last week prior to lemon.
0: Tim, maybe just to summarise, Your key points for a spec for a ration in late
1: pregnancy? Uh, The key point for me is um, that the ration would have 19% crude protein that it's formulated using good ingredients that most of the protein is coming from soybean followed by uh, rapeseed that the energy source is predominantly maize and barley and that the fibre source is predominantly soy hulls, beet pulp and our citrus pulp. So if we take an example of the ration that I formulated for Athenry this year it consists of 24% 24% maize meal 18% soy bean 15% soy hulls 12% barley 8% rapeseed 5.5% corn gluten 5% beet pulp 5% maize distillers 5% molasses and 2.5% minerals and the minerals this year we requested that we'd have a vitamin E, a vitamin, a vitamin e concentration of 150-200 to 200 international units That ration that I'm after quoting you is 19% crude protein and 11.2 megajoules of ME per kilogram. So it's a very good ration.
0: Tim, thanks very much for joining us. You're welcome. We're going to finish the episode up at this point. I'd like to thank Tim for taking the time out to join us again. I think you highlighted a number of key areas we need to focus on when we're talking about ration quality and ration specifications. Specifically, I think you highlighted the importance of the type of protein that's included in that ration during late pregnancy. Why it's important to use quality ingredients. Again, look for any further updates on the sheep program. Keep an eye on our Twitter page at the Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us in this episode of OBcast. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to future episodes.